On today's episode, we're going to take a look at the financial documents of Best Buy. So let's begin. So if you guys watched the last episode, we took a look at their most recent earnings and their transcripts from their earnings call. Earnings. So now let's take a look at their financial documents and let's see how things are going. So revenue this quarter was at $9.14 billion and it is higher than last last year's same quarter by not much, by $0.05 billion at most. They do have guidance that we saw last year. Um, in this past earnings call that they expect somewhere between 9.5 to 9.6 billion dollars in revenue where at the same time last quarter they had 9.388 billions so we are definitely going to see some growth on revenue here cost of revenue again pretty much the same um compared to last quarter obviously we didn't see a huge jump in cost of re- in in revenue itself so we wouldn't see a huge cost of revenue jump as well in actuality it's actually a 0.01 billion dollars less than last year so that's again a good thing gross profit we are maintaining gross profit again pretty much similar everything's looking pretty similar from quarter one this year to quarter one of last year gross profit is sitting at 2.17 billion this quarter compared to 2.13 billion of last quarter so we can see not much has changed between Best Buy when comparing numbers from this quarter and last quarter and last same quarter last year. Earnings before income tax 348 compared to 276. So they did be they are able to collect a little bit more money from their income. And we can see their net income here is sitting at 265 million this quarter compared to 208 same quarter last year so they are making some some changes to help improve them so they can keep their money earnings per basic share are sitting at about 99 cents this quarter compared to 74 cents last quarter same year so again that's a huge jump in earnings per share per basic share so next let's take a look at lacy fa they give us these red flags and again we're just gonna see exactly what we saw Previously, in just a different manner. So here we can see revenue in same chart as cost of revenue. And here we can see, again, it's pretty similar to the same chart of last year. So that's why our gross profit is pretty much online with what it was last year. The only thing I really want to take a look at here is our gross margins and our profit margins. So our gross margins right now are sitting at 237 for this quarter. And it's pretty much in line where it normally sits at. We can see here 23.8, 24.2, 22.3. So there's no, no big fluctuation going on between their gross margins. Even though the the tariffs have started, and we did mention they did mention that on their earnings call that we talked about last episode, how the current administration is making sure that the tariffs are not affecting big companies as as heavy as other people thought they would. Here we have profit margin at two point nine percent this quarter compared to the same year last quarter at two point three. For me, these are pretty low numbers in profit margins. This company does not keep a lot of the money from its revenue, and to me, that that's not something I like to see when I invest in the company. But let's keep going on. Let's see if we see some more some more stuff off that. All right, guys. So now let's take a look at the 
balance sheet. The balance sheet is one of my favorite documents to take a look at. I actually think it is my favorite document to look at because I can learn so much from the company from this this document alone. But before we take a look at, let's just remember from the last episode that Best Buy adopted a new standards liabilities. So this thing gave them new assets and new liabilities. So it gave them about 2.7 billions of assets and 2.8 billions of liabilities. And we can see here in their total debt that it jumped about from 1.3 to 4.0. And that's that 2.8, 2.7 of liabilities. And here we can see total assets jump from 12.9 to 14.5. So that's a little less than 2.7 billion of assets that they were supposed to grow and to me that means one thing that means that assets themselves are decreasing and again we can see it does it does fluctuate within this gap around here and we can see that even if we don't if we subtract the 2.7 billion dollars let's subtract 2.7 that would be that would take it at 11.8 so 11.8 does seem to be in the low range of where it's normally at so they are losing assets um, from they are losing assets and we can see liabilities are still increasing. But again, if we look at total liabilities as a whole from 9.6 to 11.2, that's less than two billion dollars. So we can see right. So we can see liabilities are also dropping if we don't count that 2.7 billion and 2.8 billion on liabilities. So even though assets are dropping, liabilities are also dropping. It seems to be dropping at a little faster rate. Um, so here we can see right this total debt, this this big jump here. And that's again just because of the new standard lease. So now we have receivables and payables. This company has about $833 million of receivables, but is sitting at a huge 4.72 of payables that they need to pay other suppliers. Cash and cash equivalents, this company is sitting at about $1.56 billion of cash and cash equivalents. And again, it's pretty much in its high high range of where it's normally at these past quarters. So that's pretty good that this company does have a nice amount of cash and cash equivalents ready to go. So now let's take a look at the red flags that Lazy FA gives us. So the first thing we're going to take a look at is this difference between assets and liabilities. So here, if we all know assets versus liability, if we subtract them, it gives us our shareholder equity. And that's pretty much what the shareholder is actually paying for, right? This is what the real, what the price of the business is when we include this, right? Because we already paid off all the liabilities. So this is the remaining equity. So it's sitting at about $3.35 billion of shareholder equity. It did seem like it was on the downslope, but the past two quarters have been pretty even. And I know Best Buy is implementing a way to increase, to reduce their expenses. So that's definitely helping out in the long run. So I would definitely like to see at least one more quarter of either flatline or increase before we, we know that this their, their, their current trend on making sure that they reduce waste is helping along. So if we see one more quarter of shareholder equity increasing, it means the leadership is doing pretty well. And if you guys saw the last episode, I really like how their leadership was managing this business. Next, we're going to take a look at my favorite thing about Lazy FA, and it's this asset distribution and liability distribution pie chart. So here we can see if we're looking at last quarter in the assets, the biggest jump here we have are property plants and equipment. So obviously that is due to that new standard lease, um, their lease standard. 
So we can see we gained from, we went from 2.5 billions of property plants to 2.04. So that's around that 2.5, 2.6, 2.7 of property plants and equipment live um, assets. So we can see it was due to that standard lease. And then we can see the same thing from non-current debt. So non-current debt is debt that does not need to be paid off anytime soon in the next year. So obviously this is where the leases are going to go. So we can see a jump from $1.3 billion to $3.3 billion. So here the the other main 51% of the company's liabilities are payables. And payables are definitely current debt. They are current liabilities. So um, that's why the company has such low profit margins because they definitely need to pay off all these payables. I mean, $4.7 billion is almost half of the total revenue, right? Revenue was sitting at about $9.3 billion. So it's actually a little less, a little more than half. Next, we're going to see that current debt is sitting about $653 million. But again, this company has plenty of cash and cash equivalents to be able to pay that off. Now, let's take a look at assets. Let's see if we see anything else. We can see everything else seems to be pretty normal. We can see that inventory during the first few quarters tends to be pretty flatlined. It is quarter three where the inventory starts to spike up. But that makes perfect sense because that's during Black Friday. That's preparing for Black Friday, Christmas sales, and all the holidays going on. So that's definitely something that tends to happen. Uh, Besides that, the assets look pretty good. So now let's take a look at some metrics. So here in the metrics, these are some of my top favorite metrics to take a look at. We already saw profit margin and gross margin. Like I mentioned, gross margin is pretty close to its average profit margin as well. Even though it's a little higher than the same time last year, it is still in its average. Current ratio, this is not something I like to look at. uh, I like seeing in the downtrend. So current ratio is the current asset current assets divided by current liabilities so obviously you would want to have a ratio greater than 1 because if you have a ratio greater than 1 that means that the company has plenty of current assets to pay off its current ratio so right now it is sitting at 1.18 uh, at a ratio of 1.18 so that's that definitely means that this company has plenty of current assets to be able to pay off current di- liabilities Unfortunately, current assets doesn't mean that they can all be liquidized right away for that amount of price. So it, it is good to have a little a little price above 1.0. But unfortunately, if we're taking a look at it, we can see this downtrend happening. And this is something that I definitely would like to see go up into an uptrend. Then we have debt to equity ratio. That debt to equity ratio unfortunately is going at an uptrend that means that the debt is decreasing faster than equity shareholder equity is so again that either means that means either debt is increasing or equity is decreasing and if both both can actually be the same if equity is decreasing it means assets are decreasing or liabilities are increasing so here we can see this this debt to shareholder equity is increasing but it's nowhere near its peak where it was at a 4.0 so right now it's sitting at about 3.3 again not not great numbers but it's not something far-fetched to previous values 
So yeah, so we can see our book value per share is pretty flat line, but that's definitely due to our shareholder equity being pretty flat. So this is pretty good. Sometimes it's good to use um, ratios or metrics because it helps you look at multiple multiple items from the income sheet or from the financial documents together, right? So, so next we'll take a look at some other cross statement red flags. So here first we're going to see accounts receivables versus revenue. So accounts receivables versus revenue percentage of sales is about 9%. And we can see here right throughout these charts, it is pretty much on the low end of the cent. And that's pretty good, right? Accounts receivables, that's money that's being paid off as credit. Like when a, comp when a person uses a credit card and they need to collect this money, so about 10% of revenue is being made through some form of credit. 10% is not a big number, so that means 90% of the sales are being collected almost right away. Next, we'll take a look at accounts payables versus revenue. And this is where I was talking about where revenue, where accounts payable is such a huge portion of revenue. And this is where probably most of the money ends up going. So here we can see in this quarter, it was about 51% of accounts payable was 51% of total revenue. And this number is pretty much around the same time last year. Last year was 50.7%. So we can see there is no dramatic jump here. This is just how the company as a whole is. Um, but it's not something I definitely like to see. Next, we have um, property, plants, and equipment compared to total assets. And here we can see that ratio of total assets versus property, plants, and equipments has increased. But we saw that it was because assets just got a 2.7 billion boost due to that new lease standard. So right now, 34.65% seems to be the standard. And what's in future, in future, uh, even though there was a big jump here, it doesn't really mean much to me because we saw that we had again that $2.7 billion of assets with the new standard. So right now, Best Buy. As a whole, they have great leadership. We took a look at that in the last episode, and their leadership is definitely pretty strong. But for me, as an investor, I definitely don't like seeing a company that only gets about 2.5% of profit margins. Again, to me, this company is definitely going to be a pass, but that doesn't mean that Best Buy as a whole is bad. The only reason is just the way of my investing style. So the profit margin is not, not great for me, 2.5%. Even though they are increasing and they're trying to turn around stuff, retail companies to me don't end up being much winners unless there's something there's some, they're cooking something good. But we know that Best Buy has new things coming up on their way. They have that new Jitterbug and a few other companies that they did purchase that can take this company in a pretty pretty far far place and make them get higher gross margins and higher profit margins but for me at the moment best buy is definitely going to be a pass let me know what you guys think about best buy are you going to buy best buy what what is your reasoning for buying best buy is it because of the future of the few companies they have bought is it because of their retail space uh, so let me know in the comments and make sure to subscribe guys so see you next time have a good night and see you tomorrow take care